and welcome back to Who in Review, the show where people yell over top of each other about a thing they love, that thing being Doctor Who. Uh, my name is Nick G, and today we're on a course for the Norwegian Fjords as we talk about It Takes You Away, Series 11, Episode 9. And here with me to talk about that is Soph. Why can't we be friends, Ribbit? Why can't we be Ribbit friends? Chloe. <laughs> Not here. Got taken away. <laughs> and Nick Z. The Norwegians are leaving. The Norwegians are leaving. The Norwegians are leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Close down the episode. <laughs> You're welcome. Man, well, if anyone was pining for the fjords, I hope this uh, sate their thirst. It's like their <laughs> thirst. Excuse me. Yeah. So we had... The Norwegian fjords? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, what other fjords yeah. are there? Yeah. We had... I think Denmark has Swiss. fjords. Yeah. All the, mm-hmm. all the ones up top do. Mm-hmm. That's fair. The yeah. frilly bits. The frilly bits. <laughs> the frilly bits, as the doctor said. Um, That was fun when she was eating the soil and determining... <laughs> Where and what everything was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That felt very classic. Or, like, classic new. Maybe also yeah. classic. <laughs> let's, let's do a weird thing where the doctor mm-hmm. can tell things from yeah. stuff that shouldn't be able to tell you those things. Uh, it kind yeah. of felt like due south. Well, no, due north. You remember the due show south. where, like, it was a Canadian Mountie and he was teaming up with, like, an uh, American cop and they were yeah. solving mm-hmm. crimes or whatever? I'm pretty sure it was due south. Due south, yeah. He kind mm-hmm. of does the same kind of joke. <laughs> He would always eat a handful of dirt. No, no, but like he would do similar things. (laughs) How he opened every episode. (laughs) Pretty much. Big bowl of dirt. Yep. Every morning. (laughs) Like sauerkraut. (laughs) Man, this house was really nice. I mean, it looked all all bordered up on the outside, but inside it was... Like in the alt-universe? Or just like in general, but in the alt-universe you got an idea for how nice it could be. Just like Mm -hmm. that like attic bedroom area. It was like incredible. Yeah, that was really cool. Sponsored by yeah. IKEA. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, probably. Everything's so, modular. Take that IKEA. <laughs> it's your slurgeon to like transport you to other dimensions. Yeah. <laughs> were, you, were you guys excited or expecting anything in particular from a, a Scandinavian based a a modern day Scandinavian based story? I mean, I was expecting a troll to show up, and one kind of did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess he was sort of a troll. Yeah. What was his name? Ribbons of the Seventh Stomach or something like that? Ribbons, yeah. Ribbons we have listed here. Whoa. Mm. Does that tie back into the ribbons from the second episode? (sighs) Oh, the the cloth things. I don't think they were called ribbons. They were definitely called ribbons. Were they? I'm pretty Mm, sure. I thought they were called... I thought they, like... Or did everybody assume that they were... And referred to them as ribbons because ribbons was one of the, like, hint words that was given before the season started. Ribbons was definitely one of the hint words. And so mm. then everybody saw the mm. second episode where, like, that's that's the episode that goes with ribbons. Yeah. But people were definitely referring to them, whether they were actually called, mm. like, in show or not, as ribbons. Remnants. Yes. That's right. People uh, yeah. were referring them to them as ribbons because yeah. of the hint word. Yeah. I think they described them on the show at one point as ribbons. Yeah. 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 But this was ribbons, the, the guy. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be confused. Now, uh, I don't know about anybody else, but that, like, the anti zone or whatever it was called, 
everything that happened there felt very like sixth doctory to me. I can see like, that. It, yeah. it felt like it felt like <laughs> the the whole episode felt like a bad classic who story done well. <laughs> well, it's maybe a little generous, but <sighs> ooh. I was gonna say it. It felt a little bit like Ghost Light. A lot of crazy ideas kind of compacted down into a very short episode. Yeah, it got kind of confusing of, at some yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. Which one was Ghost Light? Ghost Light is one of the last Seventh Doctor stories. That's like an episode was cut from it. Oh. An episode's worth of stuff. So it's like you have to pay attention to like every single line of dialogue to know what's going on. Oh dang! I don't it was think this really was, confusing. I don't think this was it as wasn't. dense as that. But no, 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 no. It had the no. same vibe. Yeah, really super big ideas and some sort of alien creature thing. trying to manipulate, yeah, thing, trying to manipulate those ideas in some way. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like a like a sentient universe consciousness? For example? Yeah. yeah. Soul attract. Big, yeah. Big idea to throw out there. Oh, yeah. I definitely yeah. thought it was going into, like, like this is a... A mini arc with the next episode. Yeah, right? Actually, it definitely yeah. felt like it could have. Yeah. For sure. I mean, this could have been an arc for a whole season. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. You could put, you drop a little. Um, like, that's what, like, there's weirdness happening, and, like, yeah. why is all this weirdness? And people are being taken away. Mm-hmm. Takes you yeah. away. Yeah. You could do, you know, you could do little breadcrumbs. Yeah. And, like, sprinkle weird mm-hmm. things. Kind of like the cracks. Yeah. With, yeah. With yeah. the uh, yeah. 11th Doctor. Um, I did enjoy that when we went into the other, we went to the solo track, the, the guy's Slayer shirt was backwards. Was it? Yeah. I didn't oh, cool. That. And then oh. when he went back through the mirror, it was the right, right way. That's neat. Again. Yeah. That I like how the theme cool. of this yeah. episode is shitty dads. <laughs> so, so Ryan was right the whole time. He's like, maybe your dad's yeah. just shitty. And it turns out, yeah. Her dad's just kind of He was shitty. right. <laughs> yeah. He, and both Graham and Yaz are like, it's like, can I punch him? It's like, no, I want to punch him. It's like, no, he's <laughs> punching anybody. It's like, why not? Uh, Set up the speakers to simulate a monster so she wouldn't go outside. That's horrible. That's super Yeah. Horrible. Taking advantage of your blind child like that. Really? Yeah, that's really shitty. I kept expecting that the fact that she was blind was going to be more of a thing. It wasn't really, no. Yeah. No. Like because just... early early on I was like, is this just like is she being put in for representation purposes? Or is she actually not blind? Or is this going to like is this gonna help her reveal something? And it was just Yeah. I guess part of her character. I thought interesting. I thought she was gonna to have mm. to lead Ryan the anti-zone yeah. because mm-hmm. like because they wouldn't be able to get any light or something like that mm-hmm. but that didn't happen um she was immediately like you're obviously not my mother and i yeah i don't know if that was because she yeah. had other you know an extra sensory feeling things, or yeah. if it was just if that was regardless mm-hmm. i don't know i, I kind of got the impression that it was supposed to be regardless and it's just that graham didn't have the same feeling about uh, grace because, I mean, as we've pointed out a few times, it's kind of what, uh, what's what been rattling around in his head this whole season. Mm-hmm. I think it would be really interesting to see how Ryan would have reacted to the not Grace. 
Yeah. Because if he yeah. had reacted the same way that Hannah, Hannah, Hannah yeah. reacted to mm-hmm. her not mother, yeah. her other mother. Mm-hmm. Um, little Coraline then, reference there. <laughs> yeah. No button eyes. Um, yeah, if he had reacted the same way, then it would have been just like, it's a, a bond between parent and child. Yeah. Whereas. <laughs> it's by blood. Maybe. Maybe yeah, it's by yeah, blood versus, like, like, your partner, especially someone you're distraught over having lost. Yeah. You're just yeah. so willing to accept that, yeah, no, obviously, this is this is them. I don't care how. Yes. she blind? Because that's the only way his deception works. I think it would have been a more complicated deception if she wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. That might have been... Uh, the reason for it? That might have been the reason for it, which is unfortunate because mm-hmm. it's not a great reason to mm. to instill that on a character but um that might be it I, that that like could be it but i mean even if she wasn't blind i'm sure that the writer would have come up with another way um in which eric would have distracted hannah from noticing him slipping away in, into his room and then disappearing for days or weeks or whatever I don't know, maybe, because she was, like, cause she was, what, like, 16, 15, 16, something like that? Yeah. definitely a teen. You said teenager, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, she was a teenager, and I feel like if she hadn't been visually impaired, she seemed, like, the way the character was written, it seems like she would have gone out and about looking for him. Yeah. Like, yeah. she, yeah. she would have strayed further and possibly, like, you know, she could have gotten hurt or gotten lost or whatever, but... Um, I think had she not had a limitation like that, then it would have been quite tricky to keep her in the house. Why did he board up the windows? I think just to help with the deception. Yeah. yeah. Create the illusion. Yeah. Because she does say that she can see uh, light when it gets, mm-hmm. when oh, it gets yeah. close. So she could, like, if the if the windows weren't boarded up or anything, you know... In the middle of the day, she'd probably still notice that it's very, very bright. And, you know, if there's a monster out there, why aren't the windows boarded up? Why why aren't things being barricaded yeah. so it doesn't get in? What a shitty guy. Yeah, he's kind of <laughs> shitty. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got to spend time with his uh, his conscious universe wife. Ugh. Yeah. Don't we all? <laughs> as soon as I saw that he was okay... And in basically the same house, I was like, okay. That's yeah. lit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Wasn't expecting for Grace to show up. I'm like, is this heaven? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. For a second, and then like... No. No, because I don't know if anybody else caught it, but uh, when um, when they reveal, I think, it's, uh, I think it's his wife, Eric's wife, who says something like, um, oh, are you here to see your friend? And they're like, friend? And then she says, yeah, she arrived just after you did. Oh, that's right. Oh. So there's like a very subtle little seed planted that, no, that's not grace. That's just this universe putting forth some kind of illusion to try to keep them there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's a good catch. Yeah. I think <laughs> Yaz kind of speaks to the audience's mind. It's like, these are the stories your grandmother tells you. It's like, only when I have a hard time getting to sleep. It's like, what? 
What? Yeah. Yeah, but that's but that's classic doctor backstory. Oh yeah, yeah. Like oh. as soon as soon as she's like, oh, I had seven grandmothers. I was like, there's a new thing for the canon yeah, right there. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, fun, fun little joke things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Number uh, five thought number two was a spy for the what was it the, the Zygons? Zygons? God, that was fun. <laughs> What's a uh, Zygon? I'll tell you when you're older. Mm. All idea of the Solitract is very interesting. Mm-hmm. I initially thought of it as Melkor from. Lord of the Rings, like <laughs> why? Like and the in the creation myth of Lord of the Rings, all, right. all of the gods are singing in harmony except mm-hmm. for Melkor, who's being discordant yeah. and he disrupts mm-hmm. everything, which is what the Solitrack does. Though it sounds like the Solitrack does it inadvertently. Yeah, he does. They don't. Yeah, do it on it's, it's just made of like not not even necessarily antimatter, but just something that is incongruent with everything just made else. Made of chaos. Yeah, it's chaos. Yeah. 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 Well, it's like a conscious universe, whereas I guess everything else that made up our universe is not conscious, so it's easier to, like, slide together. Mm. It, was, it was very, very big ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not putting a square peg into a round hole kind of thing, I guess? Sort of. Except the square peg is actively trying to get into the round hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, at first, the poor Solitract, like, you think it's being this nefarious thing, but it was just lonely. Yeah. The trap that it laid was, let's be honest, it was cruel. Mm-hmm. If you've ever lost someone and you just get to see them alive and well and, hey, you're fine, it's like, it's it's heartbreaking. And it just did that because it wanted you to stay so bad. It's like, okay, if I stay, we're both going to die because we are incompatible. Mm-hmm. And it would, like, it almost didn't care. It was just so we're desperate for someone yeah. to be there. I feel like we've seen similar entities do similar things before like not out of malice but out of i wish i had an example but i don't right now but i feel Mm. like i've seen it yeah you could watch the poison apple yeah yeah i was gonna say you could just go to almost any episode this this series and uh find a villain who's not really a villain i mean i would even say the the patang wasn't really villainous it was just hungry Mm. it wasn't trying to kill people it was just hungry yeah, not not quite the same as lonely, but uh, no, also not evil. The pilot from oh, yes. that's the same kind of thing, right? Yeah. yeah, that that was doing that. Yeah, that and was kind of yeah, doing yeah. that. Mm. I feel Absolutely. like there are pro- probably yeah. lots of other people, especially with people who have died or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. I have. I feel like I have something like specific in my head, and I cannot think of what. Were they doing that with... Um, like in some kind of like simulation or... Were they doing oh, that with Death in Heaven uh, as yeah. well? With what? Death in Heaven. The Cyberman and then... Uh, Danny Pink the and every, mm. all the dead people are on the internet or whatever. Were they, no, that wasn't quite the same. Thing. The Cloud. Oh, right, right. Yeah, no. there's a little bit of that. Oh, man. Tune in when we do our... And re- like our, our season reviews, <laughs> yeah, yeah. then we'll remember what it is that I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a Christmas episode? Oh, the one where the, they thought that, like, last Christmas, with last Christmas, Nick Frost as Santa Claus, and it was like remember. all the dream were coming. Like, Maybe. I don't remember that episode, and I was never a, remember that episode. Super ironic. All I remember is that Nick Frost is Santa. Yeah. The, it doesn't really matter. The point is, I feel like this is like not an super the fact that it was a sentient universe is a unique concept but the 
idea that our, our quote, big bad of the episode is just like a lonely ex looking for yeah. companionship. And is pretending mm. to And is be. pretending to be someone you know to get that yeah. is not that off the wall of a concept for Doctor Who. No. I sort of like the design of uh, the anti-zone. It was, it was very... Like the white one or the... Oh, no, the just the, like the cave. Oh, the anti-zone, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it was very just like the clue on a set. You know, they got the, those fun, weird little balloon lamps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of flesh, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have the, the moths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. It just, that, that felt very, very classic Who. Mm-hmm. Totally. Right it was down dark to enough. six-legged rats. Oh, they did have six legs, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> it was dark enough that you couldn't see any, like, huge errors. Yeah. So it could be kind of as <laughs> crappy as you needed it to be, because it was very low light. It could just yeah. all be styrofoam. Yeah. It's probably all styrofoam. Yeah. <laughs> did, how did you guys feel about, like, the existence of ribbons? Like, did he need to be there? No. I thought Would... that, I kind of thought that that was going to be the big bad. Like, he was just masquerading as this weird goblin merchant kind of character and he was going to lure them into wherever the caves went since at yeah. that point in the episode it's not really clear where they're going i mean maybe he was um, going to but uh yeah not so much not not today ribbons or <laughs> ever. Yeah. Yeah, a well, couple of i mean yeah the, at least okay <laughs> go ahead the moths mm-hmm I thought were neat. One, because yeah. it made logical sense that they would go after a source of light. Yep. Sure. And two, because, you know, I guess maybe it was CG or maybe it was practical puppetry, but like either way, they actually, like, it looked like a moth. Mm-hmm. I hope and, it was like, just an could... actual moth zoomed in on. Maybe. <laughs> that would be such a classic Who thing. You just take a, a, like, an actual moth, but you zoom in real close to make it look yeah. big. I mean, they've def- they definitely did that in the old series. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, Maybe no. even the Power Rangers. <laughs> it's like, I'll take this small thing and make it big! <laughs> Good old camera um, tricks. Oh, yeah. But it, def- but it definitely, like, zigged and zagged a little bit as where I thought it was going, which he, which he stopped and was like, oh, I love my Sonic. And then that guy mm-hmm. wanted it, and I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe she loses the Sonic. Yeah. But, Only she almost did. Briefly. But, but no. And I also thought, I also thought this might have been it for Graham. Yeah, Inception, so did I. In, Inception style. I thought he was going to be like, I don't care what universe this is. Mm-hmm. I'm staying here. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if he would say like outright. I don't know if this is real or, or not. I thought he would just like say, "No, Doctor, you're wrong. This is definitely Grace. I'm staying." Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, basically, I think that if the, the universe itself hadn't started to destabilize, mm-hmm. there wouldn't have really been a reason for him to question the fact that Ryan hadn't made it through. Yeah. Like yeah. if that had kind of gone off in that direction, he definitely would have stayed. Yes. Like if the if the universe had stayed stable, maybe Ryan had made it through. Yeah, there would have been no question that he would have stayed. Mm-hmm. Which again is like a trope that has been seen before in both Doctor Who and in other media. I mean that's basically the Doctor's a little hypocritical there because the Doctor has previously grown another Doctor out of an appendage mm. just so Rose could have a boyfriend. <laughs> Ew. In, in an alternate universe. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Ugh. 
It was just his hand. <laughs> Don't be gross. Come on. Oh, I thought it was a robot. Uh, what? Okay, oh, you do need to watch that. Sounds like you've ah. never seen it. <laughs> oh, God. I'm, I'm not going to, like, rehash what happened with the ten and a half uh, doctor, Please don't. Well, you're going to have to rewatch I the guess, season and you'll find it. <laughs> I, guess that, I guess that's just kind of an RTD thing, you know? Uh, for companionship, you only need the appendage of another person, like a hand or a face. It's true. Oh, oh yeah, the face. Ah. That's true. <laughs> Calm yourself. <laughs> She's melting over It's a here. TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. We'll lose viewers. Oh, yeah. It's everything. It's mm-hmm. life. Um, so Graham carries sandwiches all the time. Yeah. Gross sandwiches. What? Like, just, it, what was was like it? it was like pickles pickle? and cheese. That's fine. Bran- That's like so Branson pickle, though. So like... No, did pickle. he say Branson pickle? He didn't. He just said it. pickle. He just said pickle, but looking it up, doing a little side research, thanks to uh-huh. Wikipedia, mm-hmm. revealed that it is usually a pickle like Branson pickle, where oh, it's Branson. like chutney. Branson pickle is gross. <laughs> yeah. If it was literally a pickle, it'd be fine. I feel like that's a terrible sandwich to carry around, too. I mean, I guess it do- it's not too big. I, guess I know, but like, uh-huh. wouldn't it be wet? Did he have like, it wrapped in saran? Yeah, but didn't still, like... have it wrapped... Oh, okay. be, no, yeah. but later the plate like, had saran on it. Hmm. Yeah. So, like, versus, like, like a meat and cheese sandwich. Which would which be is, more dry. Which is going to hold up to time and space, perhaps, better. At least it's not yeah, as wet. Like, you like, <laughs> like him carrying around egg bad? salad. Oh. oh, yeah, no, egg salad. Yeah, no, that'd go gross. Yeah, it's a ticking no, time think, bomb. Like, out of, all, <laughs> out of all the different kinds of sandwiches he could have with him. Peanut butter and jam. Uh, that'd be good too. If this was an American show, it certainly certainly would have been. But uh, <laughs> I think like chutney and cheese is probably pretty good. <laughs> Chutney's like pickled, so it's preserved. You know, you don't necessarily have to have it refrigerated. The best pickles sweet. The cheese, apparently, it's sweet. I don't know Blech. if it's as sweet as like bread and butter pickles, or just like sweeter than briny pickles. Mm. But the hell, they didn't even need the pickle. It could just be a cheese sandwich. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess it was just like, this is a British show, this is a British thing, so have yeah. a British sandwich. Yeah. And even refer to it as a Sarnie. Yeah. Which I feel is more of a, what? Well, that's what, like a Northern that's just what, that's what they call sandwiches. Also, buddies. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, a chip, a chip buddy, buddy yeah. is another yeah. Yeah. chip <laughs> option, but uh, yeah. probably wouldn't have worked because the fries would get soggy. Oh, that'd be way too big a sandwich to fit in it. Maybe, fit, maybe fit in the TARDIS pocket. has a fryer in it. It, also, it already has a thing that Dispensers, um, custard. cookies, yeah, custard creams, yeah, custard mm. creams, yeah, and probably Jamie Dodgers when the eleventh was in there. Yeah, <laughs> those are good. <laughs> mm. I mean, they're basically peak. Oh yeah, no, I <laughs> but I like custard creams. Okay. Um, discussing the hard hitting issues. Well, yeah, this has been this is going biscuit chat. But I thought I just thought it was funny. <laughs> The like slight amount of bitterness was like we don't usually stop for food, hmm? so I have my own sandwich. I feel that's like that's something point. that cropped up in Rosa because they were so like they were in a diner and they're going to order food, but then they got kicked out, and it's like so what yeah. we're not eating? Can we eat sometime? I'm kind of hungry, and then he even points out it's like I'm an old man, and, like low blood sugar, I'm going to get cranky, so I'm <laughs> bringing sandwiches with me. Yeah. <laughs> the crank master. The more mm-hmm. important, obviously, the more important thing that happened with. Uh, Graham, is he finally got called Granddad? Yeah. So we got that resolved. So he's done. I get, oh, Ah. he's got nothing to live for anymore. Oh, Oh boy. Uh, First five minutes of episode 10. 
The Lord Ram. Ah, oh, come on. Uh, I don't, first five or last five. Whether he does or whether he just leaves, I don't think he's on for another season. That's too bad, because I still feel yeah. like he's got the best banter. Yeah. And yeah, no, like, sure. based on no rumors, by the way. I'm not, like, mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything either mm-hmm. way. Just, just my Did that, did uh, his finally being called a granddad, I guess, feel earned? Yeah. I mean, I guess he... Because it's the ninth episode, or because there's actually, like, a, more of a relationship between them now than ever before? And, like, if he, if he had been every episode, <laughs> eh, are we there yet? Yeah. That, yeah. that would have been in, interminable. But I think <laughs> a lot of it has to do with um, uh, Ryan's reaction to the story that had just happened. Yeah. Even though that girl's father was kind of a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Just like, like in like, oh, she'll be fine. She's a teenager, whatever. Uh-huh. I lock, locked her in the house and put a speaker full of scary sounds to make sure she never leaves the house. She'll be fine. Uh-huh. Um, but him maybe reflecting on, you know, my first instinct is to tell this girl that her dad ran away. And like, just reflecting on the relationship. He's like, you know what? Maybe I don't need to be this. The standoffish mm-hmm. uh, with Graham, yeah, and and it was clear that Graham had been like affected by seeing Grace again. The mm-hmm. movie yeah. that <clears throat> that was weighing on him as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, like when he said that, it's like, oh, you know, did your dad run off? And it's like, come on, man, not everyone's <laughs> your dad. But then, sure enough, he was right. He did the whole speaker and whatever, and it's like, well. Looks like he was right, but, like, he said he was rubbish with kids, and, like, you know, Yaz was saying how, oh, you know, we're trained to, to reinforce the what they feel safe with, and it's yeah. like, well, because Ryan didn't have that kind of training, he didn't know how to talk to kids, let alone teenager, mm-hmm. yeah. and, like, got clocked in the head with the door, but, like, <laughs> he went after her and still did what was needed to, like, you know, protect her and, and keep her safe, so that by the end, the hug that she gave him was earned. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he was kind of a schmuck. I, I I cringe that he like un like unhooked the speaker without un, like unplugging it first. <laughs> That's how you get shocked. What kind of speakers were those? Oh, I thought as a resident audiophile, <laughs> they're just speakers. <laughs> oh, um, oof! You didn't see the mixer that was controlling the noise in I the saw house. Nothing. I saw no tape player, no <laughs> mixer, no computer, no anything. I did think it was weird that the doctor's like, I'm just writing a map, and then wrote instructions to Ryan. <laughs> that that rang as weird to me that he was that she was like sort of deceiving the blind. Really? Yeah. I mean I mean she could have said it's a list of things to do while we're gone. <clears throat> like check the this, check the that kind of thing. That's true. Yeah. Ryan is just bad at lying. <sighs> is he? Have we seen him try? He did there, and he's like, oh, you know, the, the what would you say, like the observatory or something? It's like, did they even have one? Well, I feel like Ryan to the porch. Mm. <laughs> Might be kind of. To me, it didn't strike me as that odd just because of the content of it. I mean, I don't think the doc- it would be in this uh, iteration of the Doctor's character to say outright, assume her dad is dead. Try to figure yeah. out. Yeah. Who can take care of her kind of thing. 
Yeah, and when they did get back to the real world and the dad sees that written on the wall and is like, oh, yeah, I it, am a really shitty dad, aren't I? It ended up yeah. working uh, working itself into the plot, okay, but like, ah, I don't know, it just felt weird that, that the doctor's basically lying to her. Mm-hmm. I Like, for the, like, so everyone felt better, I guess. Huh? I guess. But, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, it, But she got to make friends with the sentient universe. Sure. Uh, are they friends? Do you become mm. friends that quickly with the sentient universe? The doctor does, apparently. I guess so. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, that was... Did you, excite, did you get excited when we saw the doctor walking through a completely white room and then meeting with a frog sitting on a chair? <laughs> did that... Was it kind of twin peaksy? That, that set off your lynch alarm and all. <laughs> yeah. Yes, director. <laughs> There wasn't Not enough really, discordant actually. noise. <laughs> Not really. Yeah, there wasn't enough discordant noise. There wasn't uh, the sound of a record player skipping or anybody going like... Backwards <laughs> 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 talk, you know? Yeah, yeah. The frog didn't say, I am the frog and I sound like this. That <laughs> <laughs> gum you like is coming back in style. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The frog did say... That she sounded like Grace. That frog was the evolution of the universe. <laughs> That's right. Boy. <laughs> but it's just like, that scene is like, like really far out from most stuff that we've seen in Doctor Who. That's true. Not- it kind of had to be, though, because, I mean, it's another, it's a whole conscious mirror universe thing. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be, like, far out. It's got to be either completely surreal and really hard to film, <laughs> or... Just a stark white room. Yeah, stark white room that looks like it goes on forever. Well, here's the funny thing is that it actually said that, you know, I, this frog thing, like from the whole necklace thing, it's like, yeah, you know, find that creature kind of appealing. And so I'm going to be one. But then it made me think of Homestuck. Oh? Yeah. Where apparently all the universes are inside of cosmic frogs. Uh. It made me think of Dat Boy. (laughs) Oh, shit, what up? Here come Dat Universe. (laughs) Boy. And when the doctor said, you're not in control of it, did that mean something else was in control of it? Or just that the universe by the solar tract could not keep itself stable while anyone else was in there? I think it was that. I think it was the latter. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because the doctor mentioned they weren't compatible. And yeah. so I guess it, it's right. not just that guy being in our universe. It's anything from our universe being with that guy kind of thing. I guess it's like having two consciousnesses in the same body. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. It just doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. I, I kind of took it as like like a little kid not having total control of their, their emotions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they're like having a temper tantrum. I, th- I took it kind of like that. It's just something that the universe just cannot actively control. Mm. Yeah. And she's like, you're not in control of this. I'm like, oh, who is? But uh, no, it was just... The Daleks. Master. Yeah. Ha! Oh. <laughs> I was <laughs> totally hoping that the Master was going to, like, like the universe was going to show up as the Master. <laughs> oh my god. I want the frog to take its mask off. And, and it's, it's the, the Master. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Doctor, it's me again. I'm a universal. <laughs> God. I got one million more regenerations, and now I'm a universe. I mean, like, wasn't he a snake at some point? Yeah, yep. he's a snake in the movie. So, 
Yeah. So it's not too far-fetched. Ooh, yeah, snakes not. are universes all the time. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, suggesting reversing the polarity was great because yeah. Chloe and I looked at each other and rolled our eyes at the exact same time. <laughs> and like audibly the, rolled our yeah, eyes. Yeah, it was, uh, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> is, is the show trying to indicate a relationship between the Doctor and Yaz? Like a romantic relationship? Or have I just I been on so. too long? I, I, I don't think, I think so. You, There's, no. I don't know, <laughs> I it's... Maybe. I know. Like, I keep seeing like certain interactions between the two of them. I'm like, that's going to be a gif on Tumblr. I mean, absolutely, that will happen. Mm-hmm. I don't think the show is writing that. No, no. But fan reaction is incredibly strong. Mm-hmm. To that. And any <laughs> suggestion of that? I mean, the the photo, the publicity photo from the New Year's uh, special, where she's wearing the rainbow scarf. Mm-hmm. A lot of people online were like, "OMG, uh, Doctor Who's finally like, you know going gay, and I'm I'm all for it." And then. Mm-hmm. Because of that, everybody's jumping on like, oh, there's going to be like a lesbian subplot. Oh, the Yaz Doctor pairing of my dreams is real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a rainbow scarf, guys. Don't read too much into it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's just some of the ways that like, she specifically reacts to things that Yaz says, y- Yaz mm-hmm. is saying, feels like, feels like a crumb. Mm. Like, it's, mm. it's, it's a ship crumb. I've been on Tumblr too long. <laughs> Probably because the way I see it, it's more like the doctor just trying so hard to have new friends that, like, whenever they but, do have a little kernel of an idea, it's like, "Ooh, yeah, let's go with that." You when you're a I mean? vacuum, everything looks like a crumb. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Ouch! Man, oh man. Wait! Whoa! I just got what you said. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy. Mm-hmm. It's it's like like this one. I literally just found a gift right now. When, it's right out it's her response to Yaz saying, like when you reverse the polarity and she's like, Oh Yasmin Khan, you're speaking my language. That language is I, love. I, I, yeah, oh boy. I, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't even know if I'm necessarily mm. like here for this pairing, but like I just feel like it's Do happening. You... Do you think that that pairing has caught on so much? Not necessarily um, because it would like confirm that the doctor is is having a an LGBTQ relationship, but because Yaz continues to be kind of a an undeveloped character, sort of a blank slate. Mm. Would, would that just want something to happen? Would yeah. that help? Possibly, uh, like an audience insert. Yeah, because I mean Ryan, like. He's, I mean, we've already touched on it a little bit, but maybe he doesn't have a, maybe he's a few, uh, a few fries short of a happy meal, so to speak. But like, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's got personality. He has character. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, I guess she's got like police training and I guess because she's so disciplined, she doesn't really show the same level of emotion as much as Ryan tends to. Mm-hmm. Maybe that doesn't necessarily mean she doesn't have a character. It's just her character to be more controlled. I guess. I but I saw a post on, on the something awful Doctor Who thread not long ago that said tired shipping thirteenth uh, Doctor and Yaz wired shipping Jody and Mandip. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, I, oh god, I hate that when people oh. start shipping like real people. Oh yeah. no, 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 no! But like in a way, Boy. it's almost obvious that Yaz is the. The fan, at least the fan love interest, because mm-hmm. if the doctor was a guy again, yeah, 
Yaz would be the love interest. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. she is in yeah. her early 20s. Yeah. And she's like attractive and interested in everything the doctor does yeah. and is on board. And yep, that's a doctor companion right there. Well, even her yeah. parents and family are like, oh, are you two dating? Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, guys, you know, like, ease up. The largest uh, crumb. Like, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's it. It's just the. A fan community saying like that's that's what a companion looks like and that's what a doctor love interest companion looks like mm-hmm. you know yeah a young like a like a cute yeah. girl in her 20s yeah yeah the, mm-hmm. the love interest has a, the uh, love interest companion has been a fixture since the reboot so mm-hmm. the the uh the further I, I watch this season the more i enjoy ryan he's like a harry sullivan type <laughs> uh, ryan yes do this all right <laughs> like he's just, board, whatever. Okay. he's just up for whatever but if he's not he's like oh man like there's no there's no like hard stances with ryan he's just like okay yeah <laughs> sure i've enjoyed that more and more as we've gone on <laughs> james is like yeah i want want some of you and ryan's like that's so cool <laughs> but <laughs> He's kind of made that connection now, but yeah, he's very he's very Harry Sullivan ish. Hmm. Has to fight a giant clam, and then uh, <laughs> and then trans- transformation will be complete. Maybe a sweater vest. Yeah. <clears throat> there, there are two episodes left. There's one episode left. The, well, I, I guess the, this is the New Year's, including that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do we know if the Christmas special is going to be kind of? Because traditionally Christmas specials are not part of the 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 season continuity. Like it's part of the continuity, yeah. but like kind of on its own. Do we mm. know? Is it obviously the season doesn't have an arc? But no. do we know if it's going to be kind of part of that continuity, or is it going to be kind of? Similar? We don't know. Okay, I'm guessing we're going to have some kind of cliffhanger after episode. 10. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. my guess. Well, I mean, uh, and, then, and then that will carry on to the New Year's. Mm. Yeah. What's the title of the Christmas episode? Do we know it? I don't know if we know it yet. Speaking of future mm. episodes, are we... Yeah, I was going to say... Do we want to talk about next week? Looks like there's some kind of crazy battle going crazy on. Crazy battle biz. Yeah. Renskur of Kolos? Right. Yes. Yep. The battle of that. <laughs> We're back to being written by Chris Chibnall again, but directed uh, by Jamie, but directed by Jamie Childs, who directed this episode as well. And Demons yeah. of the Punjab. Yes. Yeah. And maybe the pilot. And I or not the pilot, one but, who felt it. And I don't think I haven't had any problems with his direction. No, like, I don't think the directing has been uh, the problem with. I haven't had a problem with any of the direction. No. To this point. Um, so, we'll see. Jim, like he might, he might have had, you know. I think this is the most likely episode after the first episode that is going to be good. Yeah, you know, your first season finale is going to be one you've hopefully planned out quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Reactions yeah. in the UK and, Sir, and the Saranga conundrum were middle middle season, not connected to anything mm-hmm. sort of episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, we'll see, because. Because he says this season doesn't have an arc, right? 
But mm-hmm. if, we, if, we, if we do a cliffhanger to episode 10, <laughs> then that get, get, gets around it. <laughs> Maybe the lack of the arc is the arc. Whoa. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, boy. I just think the name of the next episode is a little unfortunate. Oh, because of What's course. It means butt in Greek. Oh. oh. What is ran, what is what does ranskor mean in Greek? <laughs> That's not a word. <laughs> so it's pro- it's probably not Greek. No. <laughs> so did uh you see the the 10 seconds of preview as well? Mm-hmm. That's right. It was kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. It sounded like our old friend good old toothface Lacenza's coming back. Ooh. Oh, Pretty wow, sure yeah. I heard heard that voice. I would not recognize that voice if you paid me. <laughs> all, all the batty, like, pitch-lowered voices sound the Like same. the military-type baddies? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they all just kind of conglomerate into one at some mm-hmm. point. It's just... Like, they all kind of sound like the Cybermen. The Daleks have their own, like, special filter. I'm picturing yeah. them having a voice that sort of sounds like the Jadoon. Mm. Or like the Santarans, yeah. or yeah, the serious Santarans. Yes, Strex. <laughs> Maybe not. It just Strex. sounds like the guy who plays Strex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still, I still like him. I thought he was fun comic relief. Oh, yeah, but I mean, there might not be an arc, but I think there will be some recurring characters, or at least one recurring character. Tim Shaw. Yep, I feel like Tim Shaw is going to be coming back. <laughs> All right. Looking for those pearly whites. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Chris. <laughs> Man, if we'd gotten... I mean, we'll reflect on the season later, in a later episode, but, like, if we'd gotten the whole season of, of just, like, all like all the non-chimpanel writers that we've had, it would be a great season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The last demon of the Punjab, Kerblam, the Witchfinders takes you away. I enjoyed all those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. What? For Chibnall, I feel like he's kind of the J.J. Abrams of Doctor Who, where, like, he... Okay, you know The Force Awakens and how it's yep. about, like, this nobody in the middle of the nowhere that, like, finds a robot that has the secret information and then they I, have to go... I, oh, I, are you I, talking I, about I, The Hero's Journey? Are you talking about how it's <laughs> basically A New Hope? Yeah. It's just, I feel bad everyone keeps poo-pooing him because he's trying, at least. Is he? I mean, I'm sure he is trying. He's he's a he's a Doctor Who fan, and he just got yeah. handed control of the series. I'm sure he's not like whatevering it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not in his writer's room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, be flying the wall. Find out. out. No, but uh, seems to be good at organizing everything. I mean, he was he was head of like Broadchurch. Which is apparently very yeah. good. Um, I think he's just having a hard time. Um, Maybe fitting the sci-fi elements into his writing. Without it becoming a little heavy. Yeah. He also has the misfortune of following Moffat. Which he's very different from. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Did anyone care that they didn't say why they were there? Like, why they wound up in Norway, of all places? Yeah. For the funsies! Yeah, I mean, so many of the... Not necessarily the uh, actual stories we've seen in the episodes this series so far, but they're pretty much like, I think I mentioned this last week, at the beginning of almost every episode, there's like a, oh, well, you know, it's like, oh, we were, we just went to the moons of Orion and took a bath in the Sea of Tranquility or whatever. 
and like they've had all these crazy off-screen adventures that I guess have just been adventures. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Doctor just went in the TARDIS um, after um, the Witchfinders like spun a big wheel and it landed on Norway. <laughs> so they went there. Sure. It didn't seem necessarily like there had to be a reason. Yeah. Unless yeah, you want to like fall no. back in the classic, the TARDIS sensed yeah. something was wrong. Mm. Yeah, but there's no, like, no one requested to go to Norway. No one, there was no sense of emergency. Uh, mm. Like, there, it was just like, oh, hey, cool, we're in Norway. Is that a house over there? <laughs> Let's go there. <laughs> were they trying to get back to 2018? Was that it? Maybe that was it. Because they definitely said, oh, we're in 2018. Yeah. Yep. So maybe maybe they got the year right, but the uh, place wrong. Let's say it's that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah a little too far north. <laughs> a little. Like, the sheep maybe, rebellion! Like, 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 maybe it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. No, but really. like, like, I don't care. It's like, oh, they don't spend enough time in the TARDIS. It doesn't bother me. I, I do wish there was a little bit more TARDIS. Yeah. Like a little bit more TARDIS bookends. Yeah. But, oh well. It doesn't... Hmm. Because they... I, I think they went to all this effort of changing the TARDIS interior to not use it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'd be disappointed if I was a set designer for that. Someone speculated mm-hmm. that they built the set and but didn't realize after it was built how difficult it was to film in. It's very dark. No. It's very dark. There's a lot of close-ups on the TARDIS, and we're not in there that much. So that, that's a possibility, but maybe this, yeah. this was a plan all along. I don't know. Interesting. I guess we'll see come next season if there's any changes. Yeah. Well, we can get into the episode wrap up. Our ratings. Mm. Mm. <laughs> rated E for everyone. Wait, this episode is rated E for everyone. <laughs> is it actually? I, I think we're all. Nope. That was a joke. <laughs> mild, mild violence, uh, suggested death. Mm. Maybe, maybe K, maybe K ten or E ten. Parental negligence. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> All right. Does anyone want to go first? Step up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. No one ever wants to go first. Yeah, you need to like pick someone. Yeah, I know. that's why I wanted to break Be the out. teacher. Yeah. Break out of this this cycle. Uh-huh. Even first. All right. Okay. All right. See. Get so... it going. <laughs> All right. It. I've got to say thumbs up with. Less enthusiasm than last week. Mm. Still, thumbs up. I really enjoyed the episode. Um, I think as much as I enjoyed the character of Ribbons as like this this uh, Norse trollish type character living in this weirdo cave where things seem to be lit from strange lights within it, it gave me nothing but uh, but uh, the Grendel's lair from Beowulf vibes, which is like this oh. weird cave. Where it's like underwater, but it's all dry, and there's this weird light that just comes on out of nowhere. It's it just gave me the same sort of feeling as reading through that passage, that mm. part of the story. So I really enjoyed that part. And then once we got to the whole parallel universe thing, I was like, oh, uh, much like last week, another very dense story. In that, um, you know, this, as we kind of said during the episode, this probably could have been a two-parter, maybe. Um. Or if we didn't, we at least implied that. Mm-hmm. So, still thumbs up, because I liked it enough. And enjoyed the idea of the whole conscious universe thing, which 
hopefully gets a, a, another look later down later on uh, down the road. But uh, yeah, it's a good episode. Enjoyed the the monster in it and the uh, I want to say creature that was the conscious universe as well. Hmm. Hmm. All right, okay. It was okay. <laughs> uh, like I, I don't know. I feel like it was like a pretty, pretty okay episode. Uh, I actually felt like the whole anti, no, anti zone, anti zone was a little unnecessary, <clears throat> and extended the plot in a weird way that it didn't necessarily need to be extended. It, it kind of felt it was... like to me that the, uh, what's the alternate universe called? The soul attract. The soul, yeah. It felt like there wasn't enough thought put into the soul attract to make it the main attraction or the main villain in the mm. episode. So they had to have ribbons there mm. to like kind of fill it out a little bit. Because it would have, I think, it would have been enough. Like if the soul attract had more development or had more to do, or there was just more to do in that like kind of mirror universe, then they could have had, you know, the spooky cave tunnel. They could have had killer moths, but they didn't need this, like, other guy was there <laughs> slowing them down. Mm-hmm. It just really felt like he was there to slow down the plot a little bit, because otherwise it would have been a 35-minute episode. <laughs> That's true. I almost yeah. get the impression, I don't know, I wouldn't, I maybe wouldn't go so far as to say they had an idea that was initially different, like, initially that would have focused more on ribbons and whatever else might have been going on with that cave stuff. Mm-hmm. But then they got this whole soul attract idea, either thrown at them. Ed, Ed uh, I'm going to say Hime or Haim, uh, got this soul attract idea thrown at at, uh, at them, and they had to integrate that somehow, or or what? But it definitely felt, I mean, as like far two as disparate ideas. Yeah, yeah. Because it wasn't even it, that Ribbons was an agent of the soul attract. No, just no, just lives just, there. Yeah. yeah, and they yeah. asked him when he got there, and he's like, I've always been here, and so I guess he's just a sort of byproduct of that negative, anti-whatever-the-heck-it-is that's supposed to be a buffer between our universe and the Soul Attract. I, I guess so. And that might have been an interesting episode to have on its own, too. Uh, yeah. just, just thinking right now, it would have been really cool if uh, it turned out that Ribbons was Eric. And he'd just been there too long or something I like thought that, that for I, I definitely thought for that for a second. second. I had that thought, too. As much as I am, like, loath to say this, it's the kind of thing that could have almost been a two-parter. Where mm-hmm. they could have spent the first episode in the anti-zone and, if, and had um, ribbons more fleshed out. Mm-hmm. And then the second episode could have been, like, the end of the anti-zone into the Solatrack's universe. And then yeah. have Solatrack more fleshed out. I yeah. think I would have disliked it more that way because I hate two-parters, but it, it, it sort of felt like it could have been, like, it just sort of felt like there were two disparate ideas. Um, so, yeah. I mean, Gr- Graham got to be called Granddad. That was charming. I also have to have to shout it out for uh, pretty much every little interchange between uh, Graham and Grace. Mm-hmm. Because that was definitely some heartstring plucking stuff. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't as plucked. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think by by the time it was like this isn't real. This but, is yeah. either going to result in everybody dying or 
And they've, they had already established at that point that uh, Hannah's mom couldn't go back. So if Grace yeah. was the same stuff, then she then, couldn't go back either. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, even even um, so, I think heartless. I think yeah, I think what <laughs> helped me uh, find it so effective emotionally was just that like Graham really sold how much he might have stayed there if the issue of Ryan hadn't come up. That's mm-hmm. did everybody know that this guy was that good an actor? No, when he was oh my gosh. hosting no that game show. Yeah, what did he host? Like the, the chase? chase? Was it the yeah. chase? He just he, whoa, whoa, he was a game show host before this. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, oh, I now he might have also speaking. been an actor. Yeah, but... maybe speaking of turn. I don't oh, know yeah. if he was Probably. also an actor before, but wow. But yeah, yeah. Anyways, so my rating, I would say I'm actually going to give like a rating out of five. Okay, I'm going to give Ooh. a two point e. Which is three point five in a mirror. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh okay, uh, okay. One of the things I didn't get is why the buffer thing between our universe and the solo tract had to be this nightmare plane. <laughs> why were the flesh-eating moths there? Why the like? I don't know, blood balloons or whatever the heck they Defense were. Defense mechanisms? So that keep... people wouldn't go into it? I guess so, to, pe- to keep people from the solo tract coming to our universe and vice versa. But it almost seemed sure. like the solo tract, like the universe itself, didn't have people. It was just the universe. And it would create mm. whatever, like people that had passed away to trap you in kind of thing. And that's why it was getting unstable, because it couldn't have stuff from the other universe in they it. weren't incompatible, and like that's why it was separated. Because like we we just don't get along, guys. We're like oil and water. Just just, huh. just you go on that side of the the sandbox, and we'll stay over here, and we'll just put this barrier in between that nobody wants to cross because it's really nasty. Basically, I guess. I mean, at at some point, didn't the doctor outright say um, the anti zones there because the universes can't touch or something? I guess. Yes. I mean. Then I guess you get into the physics of universes, uh, and I I don't know where that would lead. But then, okay, but then by making that sort of anti-zone, they kind of created another universe where things like the moths exist. Because mm. those moths probably don't exist anywhere else. No. Not in our universe and not in the solar tract. So, like, that has all these other implications to it. It's like, well, they wouldn't exist if this didn't happen. Like, why not just have a white room mm-hmm. where there's nothing in there? You know what I mean? I feel like that was a 11th Doctor sort of trope. The white room, room. Yeah. in between things. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> maybe that's a meta reason. <laughs> I guess. It did make it certainly more interesting. I will give it yeah. that. It, and it made the, the stakes a little bit higher because, you know, wandering around through this place and we don't know how to get from point A to point B. And, yeah. and like, there are these things that will just, like, rend your flesh from your bones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. R.I.P. Ribbons. <laughs> he's yeah. kind of a douche, so we're not really that sorry he's gone, but... He was kind of like Smeagol in his own little way. A little. Mm. He I saw something shiny and wanted it, yeah, so it was yeah. like... her tubular. But, like, his, <laughs> his, he's told him to run, and the doctor's like, no, 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 sit perfectly still, because he told us to run. And then, mm-hmm. like, the Sonic was on the ground, and his greed, because he really wanted that Sonic, 
he moved, and so all the moths descended upon him and devoured him. And it's like, well, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> um, yeah, the the whole, the solo track thing, like, at first you think, ah, geez, what a jerk move. But then it was like, it was just lonely. It didn't understand that what it was doing was wrong. Mm-hmm. They could have done the frog animatronic a little bit better. Sorry, well, it just looks so fake. Wasn't it, wasn't it straight up CGI, though? If, again, they could have done a better job. They did the moths really well. Why not the frog? Well, I think the moths just looked good because it was dark. Maybe? Yeah. There's a thing about the frog. It wasn't a real frog, anyway. Well, no kidding. Like, hey, they did animate it moving its little butt the whole time. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was a universe pretending to be a frog, so maybe it's not. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. And how do we even know that it has any information on frogs outside of... Uh, Whatever information it had on Grace, and how do we know how it got that information? Like, I don't know, data mine their minds once they came through or something. I mean, that would make sense. That would line up with um, with his wife saying, "Oh, you know, your friend got here just as you did, or whatever." Mm. So maybe that is how. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, definitely would kind of hit close to home because it was like, Mm. like I really felt for Graham. Just it was heartbreaking. Um, and yeah, like at first I was kind of like, oh, great. The, the granddad thing. But, you know, <laughs> I guess maybe it was earned. But now Ryan's like, you know what? It's, I can get my head out of my own ass and realize that, you know, other people have feelings too. Yeah. But like, of course he calls him that and then turns around and calls him old for not being able to hear well. And it's <laughs> like, guys, really? Can you not? Well, I mean, Ryan's not exactly going to be... Uh, immediately in touch with his emotions that much, right? Yeah. Also, that was friendly kidding around, by the way. That's what that was. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. um, Yeah, the the sets, I think, were really well done. Like, that house is gorgeous, let's be honest here. Um, Mm -hmm. The the dad was a douche. (laughs) Uh, I feel like making the kid blind was kind of iffy, but, like, it did lend well to... You know, the dad being able to be a douche and just having the speakers and her being able to know that this isn't my mom and that kind yep. of thing. And it, like, it didn't make her a weaker character because, oh, she can't see, so she doesn't know where she's going. Like, she figured her way around. Yeah. And still, like, she was brave enough to go into the unknown. Even, like, having a disability that would put her at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like they at least did something right with that <laughs> um overall i'd give it a thumbs up because yeah i did tug on them put the heartstrings and like it uh i feel like the doctor felt for the solo tract because it was lonely and for the longest time she was lonely too and she knows how that feels mm-hmm. so it's like well you know what even if we can't ever meet again, just know that, like, I am your friend and I consider you a friend. And if maybe at some point we can meet, then, like, totally catch up, you know? Huh. Be best buds and, like, go get a coffee at Starbucks or something. <laughs> oh, what about yeah. you, G? What do you think? All right. Well, <clears throat> this episode is weird. Yeah. So, <laughs> per- Done. first of all, Done. I, feel like, I feel like the anti-zone stuff was, as you said probably like crowbarred in a little bit because mm. because we're on this weird set and a doctor who except with the exception of the tardis almost never shoots on sets they pretty much always shoot on location mm. 
or 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 a CGI. Yeah, I'm bringing specific examples, but I'm not gonna like fight about. It's not worth it. Like these days, frequently they shoot on location. So, and and so we had stuff like, oh, we need the light, otherwise we won't be able to see. And the light went out, and it was set dark, not dark. Yeah, (laughs) everyone could obviously still see because they were on a set, and you know, darkness. When you're going to see a play, isn't darkness? It's no. it's yeah. like the idea of darkness, and the fact that that was in here was super weird, compared to them being in you know actual locales where you could have it be pitch black and just have the red light of the balloon or whatever illuminating everything. That would have been a spooky looking, interesting shot. But we're mm-hmm. just clearly going with we're on a set, and I don't know if it was a deliberate like make it feel like classic Doctor Who or whatever. Mm-hmm. This was established. We probably didn't need it. That that whole biz. Um, we could have just, you know, we could have gotten more out of the the solo track. Like the solo track could have offered something to everybody, like something to the doctor, mm-hmm. like Yaz, and like yeah. done something else to convince Hannah to to want to stay. Like we could have, we could have gotten a little more out of that. And I also think. I'm, I'm happy Doctor Who's not afraid to go there. I think the 13th Doctor talking to a frog on a chair in a white room is like a meme. Like, this is what Doctor Who is now. <laughs> and I feel, I, I can just see people like pointing at me like, this is, like, this is what they're doing with the show. But like, I'm into it. Yeah. I, I, I 100% saw that on Tumblr already. <laughs> I, I hope they continue to be weird and just like go for weird images like that. Pete Portland weird. Yeah. Doctor Who weird. I mean, if it had been a two-parter, I would have definitely expected um, when everybody had clear, everybody else had cleared out, and it was just the Doctor and the Solo Tract, that the Solo Tract would like turn into Susan or something, you know, crazy like that. <laughs> I said, said Susan during the episode, but it was not to be because once the Doctor agreed, then the Solo Tract didn't have to like. That's true. Her in. Yeah, bait her in. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I enjoyed this episode. I'd say this was a sort of thumbs up for me. Is uh interesting because at some some points I thought I knew where it was going and then it uh, and then it <laughs> twists a little bit. Just turned it um, on here. Mm-hmm. The anti zone is a kind of interesting idea, and I do mean yeah. kind of. The universe makes this because it, this thing can't happen. How about there's only one of it, and you have to move it, and that's why there are things and people living there. Like you can only block one universe destroying thing at one time because it sounds like mm. if this thing is there then it's fine it's blocking the thing from like the anti zone wasn't in danger of shrinking or anything like that no the only danger was that these people were going to stay behind in this universe that was unstable i mean it only became unstable when um the rest of the well a bunch of the crew went over and found eric there when it was just him yeah. it seemed to be fine I guess the, I mean I guess the solar tract uh, can only <clears throat> contain one idea in itself at a time, and at that point in time, that idea was Eric's wife. And then once everybody else came over, well, then you got to got to get Grace in there. That's the second idea. I can't handle that much. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they implied anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we're missing what actually is being implied here is that Eric had sex with a universe. So that's mm-hmm. cool. That's true. He just said that on his resume. Because <laughs> like, what else were they doing? Like yeah, he was he I was mean, spending that much having, time they with were his nice wife. Norwegian breakfasts. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And what were they doing the other twenty two hours of the day? 
Right? Got loot fisk ready. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he was getting <laughs> his loot, loot fisk ready. More like loot fisk. Woo. <laughs> Woo. Boo. Was that your rating? <laughs> As my, my rating is, is a general thumbs up. It was, it was an interesting episode, and I'm, yeah. I'm glad mm-hmm. we had it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad um, to see Graham's acting chops and yeah. having more oh, development man. with him. Every episode he gets... He gets a speech every episode that's mm-hmm. like <laughs> it's like quite good. Um yeah. So the only thing that remains is plugs. And we have the most incredible development in the realm of plugs. Oh yeah. I actually have plugs today. <laughs> Woohoo! Oh my god, there's actually updates on my Instagram. There's two updates on my Instagram today. One on my story and one on my actual Instagram. Uh, so that's normal wolf cosplay. The story is not related to my cosplay. It's just me going on about how we put up our Christmas tree and it's 13 degrees outside. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that fun. happened. It was weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, but on my actual Instagram feed, my page, I have a kind of work in progress, kind of a flat lay of what's coming up with my next costume. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some foam and some list and my giant tackle box full of stuff. Oh yeah. But yeah, <laughs> things are things are starting. So very exciting. Very exciting. Mm. So normal wolf cosplay. I am the normal wolf. <laughs> and there's stuff on there now. And there will be for at least the next three to six to eight months. Nice. Depending on Ten months, depending on when I guess the season ends. Yeah, for me. Mm-hmm. And you can take that to the bank. <laughs> so Ooh, the money—it's not legal tender. <laughs> <laughs> no longer in circulation. Sorry, I can't take it. Uh-huh. Like pennies. Uh, okay. Well, I have my usual self cushion art at Instagram. It's all one word. Um, I haven't really been posting much in the way of art, but I have been posting some fun stuff. At least I hope they're fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I really need to update my other stuff. I just haven't gotten around to it. Okay. I've not got much else. <laughs> All right. Z? Yeah, sure, I'll rattle, rattle off some plugs. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter as Nick S.C. Zach. That is N-I-C-K-S-C-Z-A-C-H. Over on the Twitter, it's uh, it's pretty dead silent right now. Um I can't really say I have very many plans to change that in the near future, but expect a, the odd retweet every now and then, you know. Come uh, come follow me. It's a a big open uh, white room with just a chair, but uh, there will be a frog someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and over on the Instagram, I post things every now and then, but uh, regularly. Poems get posted on Sundays, mm-hmm. so watch for those. And you can also check out bloggersbeowulf.com. Spelt just like it sounds, uh, for my translation of Beowulf, which is slowly being made into an ebook. Hey. Yeah, updates on that as they uh, as they happen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, as for myself, you can find me at Victory Lime on Twitter and on Instagram. We are sadly uh, out of November. We are only a month away from January. So, <laughs> <laughs> what kind of jams are we going to be Stay making? Stay tuned. Too, tune in. Blueberry, strawberry, tasty. Taste jams. I'm excited for these jams. Some salty licks. 
This covers of Strawberry Alarm Clock <laughs> during January. And also Strawberry Fields. And Pearl Jam. That's right. <laughs> yeah, for all you Pearl Jam jam heads out there, <laughs> I'm sure you might also use the hashtag January. Mm-hmm. Oh man, do some fresh covers. Yeah. <laughs> find me over on Vic, uh, at Victory Lime. Uh, if you have feedback for this podcast, please do send it to who at the next or at the next guest on Twitter. Um, you know, let us know what's up. How you feel, how you feel about the season, how you feel about this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want more Nick goodness, you can head on over to Fanthropological.com and check out, um, our near 100 episodes that we have covering a different fandom every week. This past week, still for Russell. Because yep. we did was on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, yeah. But uh, coming up, we're going to be recording our episode on Mash. Yes. <gasps> really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. We're gonna, we're gonna mm-hmm. Do you have a guest? No, we don't. Secret Mash <gasps> fan. Oh my god! I grew up watching reruns of Mash with my parents. I've seen like every single episode. Wow, <laughs> boy. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah. Gonna remember that uh, suicide is painless and yep. talk about. Talk about MASH and mm-hmm. one of the most watched things ever on television. One, the most watched finale until much, much later. Till Lost. No, I don't not. think it was till Lost. Probably not Lost. But definitely one of the most watched yeah. finales ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned to that. And then we're off for holidays. Yay. Um, mm. We will have we'll have some mini-sodes out there. That's for just kind of, Yeah, yeah. Okay. The Phantopological will. Just talking about... Uh, some short little short little fandom questions. But uh, yeah, we're going to be after the holidays after the MASH episode. So um, that about wraps it up. So We still have one, well, two episodes left here. Yes. Maybe three if we extend our New Year's end. Yeah. Like, and then we have a separate uh, yeah. wrap-up episode. Yeah, we'll see exactly how many before we uh, go to monthly episodes. But yeah, at least one more episode in this season and the New Year's special. Um, yeah. We'll have a wrap-up in there at some point. The Battle of Ransor Av Kolos. Or Ransor Av But. <laughs> it's true, though. Um, will be our topic next episode. So until then, uh, have a great week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.